life I deserve. Sharing creative ideas, inspirational stories, and fresh perspectives that will empower you to live your life to the fullest. Hi, I'm Jack Canfield, and you're listening to The Life I Deserve by my good friend, Adrian McMillan. Hi, this is Adrian, and I'm very happy to have as a guest today, Sim, the lovely and beautiful, and as you're about to find out, incredibly talented, Sim Rue. I would love for the audience to get to know more about you and your journey from uh, where you started in your music career mm-hmm. or how you got started mm-hmm. and your interest in music to where you are now. Okay, so I started my music journey uh, at the age of three. So my entire family is musician and then my grandpa would play accordion, he would play drums and he would also sing. He actually owned a band. He was a founder of an amazing um, salsa band. So then they would uh, sing um, amazing Spanish songs and, you know, even English songs back in the day. And then they, they would travel with the cruise ships and all over the world. So seriously, you can Google him. And he's, he was like so famous. Tell us his name. His name is Yusuf Gansali. Yusuf Gansali, so he's Turkish, apparently. And my mom used to sing different clubs in Istanbul. So she was, she had a, she has a still amazing voice. She still does sing. And my father and my mom, they both created all their their own CDs. So and my aunt, my dad's sister, um, she's a professional pianist, and she collected so many awards she was the first composer of musical actually as a woman so in her um department she was the first and so we always had a piano in our place so everybody kind of like played and of course not professionally but you know my mom and dad wasn't professional but the rest of the other family members were absolutely very professional so they so the piano was always like a toy in my mind so I always enjoyed and always enjoy singing I had little videos when I was like three years old singing so and surprisingly I memorized all that I don't know how did I even do that like at the age of three so the finally uh, my aunt uh, suggested I should go to you know apply for conservatory and then you know you have to take a class I'm sorry you have to take an exam so it's not a basic exam so you have to be prepared even though you're a beginner six-year-old you have to know song a song and then they have to kind of play notes in the piano and you have to be able to repeat it so anyways I did enter the conservatory with the highest degree and then they said wow it's the you know prodigies here and all that I remember still because it was like so crazy and I was such an introvert and this changed my entire life. So um, so anyways, long story short, I started um, 
entered with violin in the piano department, you have to play the piano no matter what kind of um, instrument you choose. So piano always has to be there. Anyway, so I started violin and my teacher... Uh, the, so the teacher in Europe, teachers in Europe and Asia, they're kind of horrendous. <laughs> so the education is really tough. They are very abusive, most of them. And then I remember, you know, you know, you can make a mistake, of course, as a kid, as a student, any age, you can make a mistake. That should be allowed, but it was not allowed in conservatory. And they were very abusive. They were, I was terrified whenever I go to his class because my teacher would literally yell. And then remember like little fingers, they would beat up like slaps all over my fingers. So I quit violin. So, but I didn't quit piano. So anyways, long story short, I finished school and, um, so I quit um, entire my music career, like about five years, because I was so tired and I was done. So you quit music completely for five years. So I basically quitting would be a wrong way to say. So I didn't quit, but I gave a break. Apparently, because music, you cannot quit music. You, you you can because music is in your blood. It's just in your soul. It's part of. I remember when I was like super young and like maybe like seven years old or so. I wouldn't know anything, but I would still when I listen to these haunting, it's romantic classical music. I would have goosebumps. Like oh my, I would show my mom. Look at mom, I have goosebumps. Why why? So I would be mesmerized and I would listen. Look at my goosebumps and I was just you know looking at them going up and down it just would mesmerize so I can never quit music of course but five years I think it was such a big you know like emptiness in my life and I miss miss it so badly like everything was like feel like I it's missing in my life like nothing can fill this because being able to play an instrument and feeling this in your bones, in your soul, is um, irreplaceable. So it's you can never quit. If you're a musician, I'm sure you understand, you can never quit. But my point is here, wrong teachers, wrong influence can make you quit. Almost come to that point. So I had that. It was very hard. And I really don't support, now I'm a teacher myself, I'm a music teacher, I really don't support this kind of education, especially for little kids. you got to have to find this amazing talent they have, and then you can always, you know, support that. There's many, there are many ways you can, people are different, so patience is very important. Patience is a virtue. Great. Thanks for sharing all of that. So, let's talk about performing so the conservatory life always involved performing because you can either be a music teacher or performer or a concert pianist or whatever you're doing violinist or opera singer since I already had these degrees opera and piano so my option here again two options so because of that they prepare you to be either of them so you have to perform like every other so actually 
every like five months you have to perform. So there are exams and there are also, you know, and there are 12 people plus top of that, top of the performing in a big concert hall. You have to pass your exams in front of 12 horrendous teachers. <laughs> I mean, they're scary looking because they're like ready to judge you. And this is very hard for a little kid, even hard for a teenager. So it was very hard for me. So anyways, I built this um, phobia, stage phobia. So I remember, even though the pieces that I'm very comfortable, I would just freeze. I cannot even breathe. I would forget about them. I remember I would just feel this humongous rock on my heart. <gasps> oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So yes, I remember still. So it just gives me chills. It's just really t- tough. Like a cold chills down your spine. Yeah. So yeah, performing kind of like, you know, was a very um, like scary moment for me. I really wanted to kind of get get out of this. I always create like I'm sick. I cannot do it. But you know, you can on- always be sick I mean, how, how many times are you going to get sick? You're going to have to do it. Otherwise, you're not going to graduate and your year's going to pass. So you had some traumatic memories mm-hmm. that I think stuck with you for a while. Mm-hmm. So tell us, did you ever perform again? So I've I've been listening to your podcast all the time. And then, of course, I'm, I went to counseling many times. So try to, I'm a very observing person. So instead of like accepting, of course, I accepted this fear because I'm going to acknowledge it. But I also search any possible ways to fix this. I mean, how can I fix this? How, what can I do to improve? Because that's affecting my life. I mean, it affects, affects my skills. So there's a few ways that, there are two, few ways that I kind of, um, it kind of helped me. So I always, I actually want to share this because that's kind of crazy. So when I gave a break uh, of both opera and piano, so this is about probably seven years ago or so, I went on a date. And then I remember we went to this like beautiful hotel. So we had coffee there and then there's nothing, you know, like piano, nothing. But then, then anyway, so it was just kind of boring, start getting boring. So then I went to, to the restroom and then I saw this humongous piano. I'm like, like almost fell in love. <laughs> this is my date or something. So anyways, like we, when we're leaving, I said, well, just, just if you, and I didn't say anything to him about my skills, of course. So anyways, then I start playing. I said, can you just give me one minute? I, I just really miss it. So I'm going to really wasn't trying to show off or nothing. Seriously, I really genuinely miss uh, singing. I, I mean, playing. So I really wanted to do it. So anyways, I started playing. And then since I kind of lost myself there, I'm like in another dimension almost. So it's literally trance, like almost meditating beyond meditation. So when I'm playing and it's, Surprisingly, I just remembered my muscle memory is like so strong. They're like unreal, like 10 people like around me. And this man, like he's in love. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember this. I'm like, oh my gosh, so I can inspire people. That day I decided, okay, th- this is what's missing in my life. So I can never forget about his eyes, like the 
like beyond love. What is this? Like so much respect. And these people, like they're little kids all over. They're like clapping all over. So I decided then, okay, I got to have to, you know, buy a piano, which I didn't even have a piano here. I've been living here 12 years, right? So, I, you know, I bought a piano and then started back again. And yes, it's just one of the best decisions I made. And then, you know, I performed a few times. So my last performance, you ask, with um, Marina Dolores, uh Symphony Orchestra, I perform in Aida by Giuseppe Verdi. So it's a beautiful Italian opera. But that's not all. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you had another performance, actually a couple of other performances mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just before sure this latest one. So mm-hmm. please share. So yeah, this was a very big success for me because I know how scared, how like a big magnitude for me, just this fear. And so that's why it was a big success for me. So the, my previous performance was with Pacific American Master Crawl. And then I was a alto section leader there. And then we perform in Walt Disney Concert Hall. We perform Mozart Requiem. And then before I perform... The, again, lead, um, you know, uh, principal role with Celestial Opera Company, and I was a Caribino. And this role is actually so hard role because it, it's actually such a hard role because I played a boy, like teenager boy. And uh, by the way, the opera called uh, Figaro, Marriage of Figaro. La Noce de Figaro. So it's an Italian opera again. And I was a Carabino, this character called Carabino. So it's such an amazing pleasure, like unexplainable because you, you know, you worked so hard and then you see this amazing fruit you created, this big inspiration from other people and big respect you know, like one of my last concerts in the, you know, in Marina Del Rey, people like, people that I don't even know, they want to take pictures of me. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? So, you know, this probably just because of this reason, I would love to more perform more. I would like to perform more. <laughs> so that's a huge step. Mm-hmm. You had this traumatic experience that you were replaying in your head for years and years and now you're out there sharing your talents and you're inspiring people. Mm-hmm. And you talked about how amazing that feels. Mm-hmm. So how do you how how did you come to the point where you got out there and, and shared your talent and got over that fear? So I think um you know, beside the fear, because there's only, you can do so much about this, um, other than you change your perspective, not everybody's going to judge you, not everybody's going to, oh, okay, you've made a mistake here and here and here, so yeah, people out, out there, also, they're going to appreciate your talent, so without ju- judgment, any kind of prejudice, so I kind of um, focus on that, I think that's more important, and then that kind of gave me more 
trust that oh my gosh this is just just I can actually enjoy music now and it's not all about you know um you know being liked and loved so it's you know it's gonna be good and then I can make mistakes it's fine so I can always you know enjoy and then and also the inspiration that I inspire a lot of people. I can remember their faces, little kids and adults. So that gave me a really, you know, big impact on my decision. Also, of course, your uh, podcasts were so extreme. No, seriously, this is serious. Um, I don't want to discount anything. So because this is kind of like a big, different, big change in my life. So your podcast and your approach really taught me a lot. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you. That that makes all of my work and everything that I'm doing with the life I deserve worthwhile. Just to hear, I mean, if I can, the more people I can reach, the better. But each person that I can help in any way, it means the world to me. So I sincerely, I, I'm sincerely appreciating mm-hmm. you. And your ability to get out there and share your talents and inspire other people. Thanks so much. So there may be some people watching right now who have had traumatic experiences Mm -hmm. and who are still holding themselves back Mm -hmm. from really being happy and fulfilled and really getting out there and sharing their talents and inspiring others. Do you have some advice you'd like to share for those people? Yes, I actually, matter of fact, I do. So please don't waste your beautiful talents. You can actually enjoy. Forget about everything. Just focus on what you're doing. And then try to take a pleasure each of the notes. Well, I'm a pianist and I'm an opera singer. Of course, I'm going to say notes, but you know, you can be dancer or you can be a comedian. So think about that, how funny your jokes are how enjoyable it is or you're a dancer think about that how graceful your moves are how you know flexible are you so the music since i'm a musician i can just listen every little note and then focus on how it makes me feel because it's it's me i'm have to focus on myself so in order to reach other people so i have to just try to enjoy what i'm doing and then focus on that instead of oh if they're gonna gonna like that da, 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 da. so nothing bad I have to be very positive because I'm doing a very positive thing and then I, I can change many people's life because people out there they actually one of my last concert uh, the person came back to me I'm gonna start taking lessons it's beautiful I'm like oh my gosh okay this is beautiful fantastic so you know this makes me happy and then I gave my card I mean, I don't care if she's getting from me. Sure. I mean, I would love to teach. But yes, the most important thing, she is starting music. So that's, look at that, how beautiful it is. You can actually inspire a lot of people. So please focus on what you're doing. That's all I'm saying. I would like just to add to that. I agree completely with what you're saying, Sam. And when you are pursuing your passion, you have more energy and you feel more alive. I, I hear Sim sing frequently and I've been to her performance. Truly amazing. 
truly amazing. And it it's almost heartbreaking that that amazing talent was hidden from the world for so many years. So please get out there, share your talents, follow your passion. It will be worthwhile. It will be completely worthwhile. So, Sim, just in case they are... Uh, the people watching the audience Mm -hmm. they're just in case they're in the Los Angeles area and they would like to learn from you because you do teach music. How can they get in touch with you? Sure. I would love to share Um, the name of my music company called music West Los Angeles music W E S T Los Angeles. And you can go online. I have an Instagram. You can reach me, musicwestlosangeles at gmail.com or go to musicwestlosangeles.com to reach me. I would love to teach. I would love to show you any kind of guidance um, for your goals. We can set a call. Doesn't matter how old are you, where you're at. Um, all ages are welcome. So hope to work with you, and then you can ask any questions to Adrian right here. So he's very accomplished. He's amazing. He changed many people's life because he changed mine. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Sim. And thank you all. And I hope you found this show very inspiring. And I want to encourage you to go out and take action today. Do something today toward your passion, toward your goals. Identify the class you need or somebody you need to make an appointment with to get more information. But just do it now. It'll be worthwhile. Yes. Love you all. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Adrian McMillian. Are you living the life that you deserve? Or do you feel like a hamster stuck on a hamster wheel, running faster and faster but getting nowhere? Do you dream of a better life? Can you imagine yourself with enough income to easily support yourself and the people that you love and care about? Can you see yourself traveling? Traveling to exotic destinations, seeing amazing things, experiencing amazing cultures. Can you see yourself in perfect health? not just physically, but spiritually and mentally as well. For over 25 years now, I have been studying motivational speakers and motivational trainers, everybody from Jack Canfield, Tony Robbins, Napoleon Hill, Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, Stephen Covey. I have taken the most powerful, the most effective tools and techniques, and I've put them into a program And I can't wait to share it with you. I'm offering a free class, absolutely, completely free, because I want to help you to improve your life. It's called the Goal Webinar. And I'm going to teach you three steps to effective goal setting and achieving. Just go to thelifeideserve.com slash webinar. Again, the lifeideserve.com slash webinar. Go there today. Seating is limited.
Thanks for listening. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to live a passionate, fulfilling life. Subscribe so we can take this journey together. A journey of sharing, learning, and growing. A journey to the life you deserve.